So the question is, how do women like us, age 50 plus, and dealing with high blood pressure, high blood sugars, and rising cholesterol levels, how do we keep our health numbers under control while we're trying to squeeze all the goodness we can from our life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me as I uncover the secrets of living a plant-based lifestyle, including how to avoid taking medicine simply by eating whole foods, shed the extra fluff around your middle without being hungry or joining a gym, make big lifestyle changes even if you think you have no willpower, eat food you love with no portion control. Let's get your doctor to say, wow, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. All this without meds or restrictive dieting. I'm Robin Wong, and welcome to No Pills, No Hunger. Hi, everyone. How's it going? Hope you're having a great day. Thank you for joining me. So glad you're here. I wanted to talk to you, and I'm looking for my notes real quick that I wanted to pull up um, as I'm getting started here. I want to talk to you about olive oil. I so often get asked this question and it came to mind because yesterday I gave a cooking demo, which was super fun. And after, and I actually had a, a live audience. It was a hybrid. I haven't had a live audience as well as it was um, on Zoom. I had a lot of people on Zoom were attending. It was, and it was directed toward seniors. So, but afterwards I had the chance to really kind of sit down and talk to the, uh, the live audience. And the question was uh, is always asked, well, what about olive oil? Because um, the, the, the demonstration I gave was on making swaps. And I talked to them about swapping out vegetable broth uh, when they saute their onion, when they get started with, um, with the oil that it's always called for in the recipe. And this really perplexes people. And they're always like, oh, but I'm using olive oil you know, that's healthier, right? And, and that was a really great question, which, you know, I get asked this a lot. So I thought, you know, I'm going to sit down and, and do a video on this and um, post it on the podcast as well, so that people can have this information and make their own choice. So, um, and also the question was also asked, what about grapeseed oil or avocado oil? All these other alternatives now are coming up. And you know, are they healthier? And in fact, in, they are healthier, but does that mean that, you know, they are healthy, right? There is a distinction there. So this is what I wanted to talk to you about. And when you think of olive oil, it's always, um, there's a lot of information around the Mediterranean diet. You think, oh, the Mediterranean, it's got to be healthy, right? Warm sun and deep blue seas. I And you get, and olive trees are flourishing. It's a, it's a healthy sort of image that we have. And, and so olive oil has fallen into this sort of idealized um, version of health. And, and so I think that's what why a lot of people start leaning on it. And it certainly does have more poly and monounsaturated fats in them. And so, but I just want you to realize that is it is it really help, helping our health? Is it protecting us from heart disease like we hope? And and does it really deserve that reputation of being heart healthy? And so that's what I wanted to talk to you a little about and just raise some questions for you and let you decide on your own. And so, you know, I had talked a lot about this with my clients um, that, you know, oil, um, including olive oil, is not a 
whole food. And it so it puts it into this refined category. Okay, just keep that in mind. The olive is a whole food. Olive oil is processed, meaning when it's processed and refined, it concentrates those fat um, calories, okay? And so, and it loses a lot of its nutritional value through that processing when you compare it to the actual whole food. This is true of any oil, all right? A lot of stuff is processed out, refined out to give it that refined oil. So a lot of the, the good stuff that might've been in it initially has been taken out. So just keep that in mind. So, you know, if you ate the whole olive, uh, you would, have some nutritional value, um, you know, and, but even, but even olives should be consumed in smaller amounts because they do have a high fat content and sadly a, a high sodium content as so people like them. So how do I use them? I use them chopped up into small pieces on my kale pizza or, you know, and, and certainly use them in, you know, certain instances where I want a little bit of salt but I also wanted to bring that flavor of salt and, and, you know, to bring with it something. And that's what the olive does in, in my, in my um, world. Okay. It brings a little bit of salt, but it also has a nutritional value that comes with it. So just know that the bottom line is that, you know, the fats we need should come in these natural original packages, these whole foods like the olive, like the avocado. Okay. So keep that in mind. So then you have to still talk about, well, you know, what about this idea of heart health, cardiovascular health, and to really evaluate whether or not olive oil is neat, indeed heart healthy, we want to first understand a few things about the vascular biology, so to speak. So, you know, if you think about the vessels in our whole entire cardiovascular system, they're lined with these really highly functional endothelial cells. And these cells provide a barrier between the blood and the rest of the body's tissues. And they're involved in blood clotting. They're involved in the formation of new blood vessels um, and recruitment of immune defense cells. Okay, So these endothelial cells are really important. And they also produce nitric oxide, you'll see it abbreviated as NO, which make um, blood vessels dilate and to increase the blood flow and they prevent the platelets from sticking to, to, to the vessel walls. So you'll hear a lot about this um, nitric and nitric, however you wanna say it, um, oxide uh, um, ability of blood vessels. And so when you impair this endothelial function, um, that is really kind of the hallmark of vascular disease. And it's considered an early event in the development of atherosclerosis. And it's seen in patients with high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol, uh, coronary artery disease, and type 2 diabetes. Okay, so this is why it's something that's really, I, I'm sharing this with you because I want you to understand when you have this understanding of what's actually happening it may change your behaviors and your beliefs around uh, olive oil being a, a, a heart healthy um, product so there's this um, a test they do it's a non-invasive method to test your endothelial function and it's called a flow mediated dilation test which uses an ultrasound to really measure 
um, the, the, the mediation, the flow mediation changes in the diameter of the brachial artery, the brachial arteries in your arms. They can actually measure this and tests have been done to do that in, in studies. And so a healthy endothelial cells um, will respond to a stimulus by releasing nitric oxide and causing the brachial artery to actually dilate, get bigger, um, while unhealthy cells will not do that. And so in other words, this level of dilation or, or lack of dilation measured via this ultrasound is a really good indication of the overall health of all the vessels in your cardiovascular system. And think about where those are. They're all over your body, they're in your brain, all the, all the, the spots, right? And so, you know, so when you start thinking about olive oil and, and the heart, it's not surprising um, that significant um, flow-mediated dilation impairment can be seen after someone smokes or eats a lot of fat or a lot of sugar or a lot of salt in the meal. And think about what a lot of um, the standard American diet includes. It's a lot of fat, it's a lot of sugar, it's a lot of salt. Um, and so it's not uncommon to think about this is what's happening in our bodies after many meals during the day. Because it's not just one meal that we eat that way, it's multiple meals, especially if we're eating out. So this flow-mediated dilation, this impaired um, FMD, as you might call it, is also detected when someone suffers from mental stress or a chronic disease like high cholesterol or diabetes. This is happening. So then the question you know, has to be asked, then, so what's the effect of olive oil, right? Aren't you dying to know? What's the effect of olive oil on FMD, flow-mediated dilation? And so just know that all oils, both animal oils, uh, plant-derived oils, tend to worsen this endothelial function. Literally within hours of ingesting fat, um, these arteries will stiffen and the ability to dilate is actually impaired. Okay, this is a part I want you to really understand. Um, and it, there was a 1999 study uh, measuring um, flow-mediated dilation after, after the ingestion of a high-fat meal. Um, and it was reported a three-hour decline in this dilation, okay, after subjects ing ingested a traditional meal of, say, a hamburger and French fries or cheesecake. Um, and everybody's like, oh, no problem. I don't eat that, right? Well, oddly enough, olive oil was found to have the same sort of impairment to endothelial function as the rest of these high-fat meals, okay? So just know that. Um, uh, so in a 2000 study, it showed a similar detrimental effect on endothelial function after the intake of olive oil, soybean, and palm oils. So we're not just singling out olive oil. I want you to think of these other oils as well, okay? So then I always, the question always follows up on this. Yeah, but it's okay because I only use extra virgin olive oil. Isn't that a healthier choice? And there was another cohort study done that designed, it was designed to measure the effects of the Mediterranean diet as the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease and extra virgin olive oil was shown to be better than regular olive oil, but neither significantly reduced heart attack rates. Okay, and that's what we're going for. So, 
you know, other story, studies reported similar findings showing that um, extra virgin olive oil damages endothelial function, just like its regular olive oil counterpart. And so there's a, a bunch of different studies that have been done. Uh, one was done, I think it was the PERIMED study. Um, it was a really large study that was looking at cardiovascular disease and put people in three groups. They had um, the Mediterranean diet using extra virgin olive oil, uh, one ate um, nuts, okay, and um, added about a half pounds of nuts per week. And the third was told to reduce their fat intake, but they actually, in, in actuality, did not. And what they found is that there was literally no differences. After five years, they followed them. No differences between any of the groups. Uh, no weight differences, no waist circumference difference, no blood pressure differences, no fasting, you know, no, no differences in any of their numbers. Um, and more importantly, there was really no difference in the number of heart attacks or deaths from cardiovascular disease um, in any of those, okay? There was just as many heart attacks and events in the control group as there was in, in the other groups. So, so the thing is, is I think there's a lot of literature around uh, the Mediterranean diet. And, and what I want to say is that, you know, as Americans, we've kind of revamped the Mediterranean diet to mean olive oil. And I think really what happens is the Mediterranean diet is shown to have lower heart disease rates associated with it in spite of the olive oil, not because of it. So they are basically eating a lot more fruits, a lot more uh, vegetables, a lot more uh, legumes, uh, and, and a little bit of olive oil as well, where we have taken it at a whole new level of, oh, every, it's gotta be olive oil and everything. And so the results aren't actually shown. And you have to always look at, look at also Mediterranean, you know, wellness is a complete package. They're moving more, they have um, a purpose in life. They have a very different lifestyle than we, we lead here. So um, just know that, you know, this, again, this heart healthy Mediterranean diet is really due to a consumption of these whole foods uh, rather and very little meat um, and a little, you know, little fish rather than the olive oil. Um, and so just understand that we've kind of reframed the Mediterranean diet to suit our purposes here in the U.S. So, um, so just know studies, you know, to measure the effects of the Mediterranean diet on endothelial function showed, you know, impairment of those that flow mediated dilation after meals that were rich in olive oil as well. So I want you to have this information because I want you to be able to make your own choices. So it's thought that maybe, one other note is thought that maybe olive oil gives power to the plaques that may already exist in your arteries. So, um, and it appears that olive oil can contribute to atherosclerosis, all right? So atherosclerosis is the narrowing of blood vessels due to this buildup of waxy plaques, right? They're, they're kind of like clumps of fat and debris and they they reside along the, the vessel walls and the vessels become very narrow and rigid causing you know the heart to actually have to work harder to deliver the oxygen um, to our bodies and increasing the risk of heart attack. Uh, to make matters worse, the, the fat in the plaques is easily oxidized uh, and that means releasing dangerous free radicals that further damage blood vessels. So, um, so do, you know, when they compared 
you know, baseline with follow-up, one-year follow-up angiograms with people with that had coronary arteries disease, saturated animal fat, monosaturated olive oil, and polyunsaturated fats were all associated with significant increase in um, new atherosclerotic uh, lesions, all right? So the lesions really stopped growing only by decreasing all fat intake from whatever source that is. So that is why when clients ask me, what about olive oil? I said, you know, really try to get it out of your diet. Okay, really do. Because, you know, whatever the science might say, um, you know, it, it's not pointing to, you should be actually adding it for health. You should be reducing it. If you want to use a little, it's always up to you. Okay. So, you know, is it the best alternative? You know, olive oil, is it? Um, you know, a lot of people argue that it's better than saturated fat. And there's some truth to this. I would agree with that. Um, and, you know, it definitely causes less damage than the saturated animal fats do. Olive oil versus butter. I would say if you have to do one, choose olive oil. Um, but it's important to note that there's that less damage is still damage. So this is where I, I turn it over to you. What are your health goals? What are your concerns? What are your numbers showing? Um, and so if your numbers are showing that, you know, you don't have any arthrosclerosis, you don't have any hardening of the arteries or whatever, you might be able to get away with more. Someone else that doesn't have that luxury really should pay attention and, and reduce it and get rid of it. Okay. So just know that, um, you know, I offer this information for you to make the best choice for you. Okay. You to make the best choice for you. And it's always about, you know, what you want to add in to keep the enjoyment of your food in your life, but also to really, um, you know, reach your health goals and be the healthiest you can possibly be so that you don't have problems down the road. And so as hard as it can really be sometimes to limit these food items, the saturated fats and olive oil, uh, you know, it choose your heart, basically choose your heart. Uh, you know, it's also hard to be sick. Okay, not to scare you, but it's also hard to be sick and debilitated, wishing you had done more later or earlier. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Uh, just know that when you're leaning into whole grains, uh, legumes, beans, lentils, peas, soybeans, uh, vegetables, and fruits and nuts, um, you know, these are really the foods that are going to be health promoting and you know, you can learn to enjoy them just the way you enjoy other foods. It just takes a new, a paradigm shift. It just takes a little bit of a paradigm shift and learning to cook them in ways that you like. Because many of our food habits are just that. They're habits that were taught to us. Um, our tastes were developed. And, and, you know, I would argue that many of us don't actually taste our food. We gobble it down. That's a whole nother, another topic. So, so anyway, I just wanted to share this information with you on olive oil. Uh, you know, you choose what's best for you, but now you have the information and you can make the best choice um, for yourself. Okay, bye everyone. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in today. I know there's about a million ways you can spend your time and I really do appreciate that you spent some time with me. Thank you. If you got something out of this episode and know someone who would also appreciate it, make sure to share it with them. 
We are all trying to get healthier in order to live well, and you can show them you care about their health by sharing the, these messages. Want to start improving your health today? One place I like to start with clients is breakfast, since morning habits are the easiest to build. That's why I created a guide called Three Breakfasts to Lower Blood Sugars, which includes easy, delicious recipes for my favorite meals to start the day. Pick it up today for free at page.nutritionwithrobinrdn.com forward slash guide or click the link for three breakfasts to, breakfasts to lower blood sugar in the show notes. Thanks again and see you in the next episode.